Hey guys, this is Erin from Roadrun Blonde, and I wanted to tell you about a new feature on ACAST that supports its artists. It's the supporter feature. Listeners to Roadrun Blonde can now donate and support the podcast. However, there's no subscription or commitment. You can just give whenever or whatever you'd like. It's completely up to you. Just find the support the show link in the show description on any episode. You can use Apple Pay or Google Pay, and it takes less than 30 seconds. You can donate anonymously, or you can add a message that I can see. As a podcaster, everything comes directly out of my pocket. I don't get paid to podcast. It's just my passion. So anything is appreciated to keep the show going. Thank you so much, guys. And now on to the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Red Rum Blonde. This is a true crime podcast. Each week, I'll explore a case, the victims, the facts, and the mystery surrounding it. Some are solved, some remain unsolved. I'm your host, Erin Fleming. all been affected by the coronavirus. We've been living with it for quite a while now. And if you're like me, it's gotten you down a lot. Even in the true crime podcast world, we've noticed that our listens are down too. Maybe it's because there's so much sadness already going on that it's kind of hard to hear somber stories. I know I've even had to take a break from true crime sometimes. So that's why this week, I thought I'd make a departure of sorts and give you an uplifting story. Now, of course, it's not all daisies and rainbows. To get to the uplifting part, you have to hear an awful adventure. Imagine surviving a plane crash. And not just that, but you're in a jungle, all by yourself. And to top it all off, you're just a teenager. The story of what this young girl went through is remarkable and inspiring. It's something that we all need to hear right now. This week, I'll tell you the story of survivor Juliana Kopka. For this episode, I got info from several places, such as a story on Vice.com by Tom Littlewood, HistoryDaily.com, a Reader's Digest story by Catherine McDonald, Wikipedia, as well as parts of the author's autobiography. Juliana Kopka was born on October 10, 1954 in Lima, Peru, to German parents, Maria and Hans Wilhelm. 
Her parents established the Panguana Ecological Research Station, and this was in the Peruvian rainforest. See, Maria was an ornithologist, and Hans Wilhelm was a biologist, so they were there to do lots of work. As a child, Juliana was used to the jungle, and something that was kind of especially important not too far off in her life. Because educational authorities disapproved of her being a, quote, jungle child with no formal education, Juliana went to a German international school in Lima for her education. So about the time that Juliana was set to graduate from high school, this was in 1971, Maria was working in Lima, and she wanted to go back to Panguana, but Juliana wanted to go to her graduation ceremony, that was on December 23rd, and then there was a school dance on the 24th. So after much pleading from her daughter, Maria said that they would stay and they could instead fly out on Christmas Eve. And since all flights were booked, the one they had to take was with Linnaeus Arias Nacionis S.A., or Lanza. Apparently, Hans Wilhelm told them to avoid this notoriously bad airline, but they still booked the flight. From the sounds of it, it was probably their only choice. Other flights had been canceled, and this airport was apparently packed. Around 11 a.m., the mother and daughter gathered for a boarding. Their seats were in the second-to-last row, with Juliana by the window, her mother beside her, and a man in the aisle seat. Being an ornithologist, one who studies birds, Maria thought that flying for humans was very unnatural. Only birds should fly, in her opinion. Flying in airplanes was never something that she enjoyed. The flight was to be just an hour long, and it went from Lima to Pucolpa. Pucolpa is a city on the Yucayali River, and it's one of the major tributaries of the Amazon. From there, they planned to meet up with Juliana's father for the holidays. The Lanza Lockheed Electra commercial airline flight started out as normal. They were served breakfast, and then they were getting settled in. But about 30 minutes into the flight, the plane hit a thunderstorm. At first, there were just clouds, but then it became more turbulent. She heard her mother say, I don't like this. And pretty soon, it was pitch black, and the thunderstorm was now in full force. But the mood on the plane wasn't dire. I mean, planes hit storms. It's not unusual. At this point, no one was freaking out, but, you know, they weren't exactly happy about this. Suddenly, there was a flash. The right-wing motor had been struck by lightning. Now, panic set in. Maria muttered, now it's over. They found out later that the turboprop Electra machines weren't designed for that kind of heavy weather, and their wings were just too stiff. So when this bolt hit the plane, it caused it to break apart. She realized her mother and the man beside her had been propelled out of their seats, and she was still in her seat, free-falling, alone, in a tailspin. The force below looked to her like cauliflower or broccoli. Then she lost all consciousness. Yuliana woke the next morning around nine. Now, she knew this because she looked at her wristwatch that her grandmother had given her. Instantly, she realized that she had suffered a concussion that was keeping her from sitting up. Her eye was swollen and her glasses were missing. 
The teen was nearsighted. I'm nearsighted too. So we can only see things close, but things that are farther away are really blurry. And for some reason, when I read that, I felt for her even more. I mean, it's bad enough that you've just survived a plane crash, but now you can't even see properly, something that's pretty essential. So realizing that she just survived the plane crash, Maria was trying to get it together. It was raining, so she crawled underneath the seat that she'd once been strapped to. And being strapped into that seat is most likely what saved her life. She drifted in and out of consciousness due to that heavy concussion. She said her felt like her head was wrapped in cotton balls. And she could only see out of one eye because the other was completely swollen due to the capillaries in her eyes being popped. That happened because of the difference in the air pressure outside of the plane when she was falling. She also realized that her right collarbone was broken and there was a deep gash on her left calf, probably due to some metal cutting it. But oddly, it wasn't bleeding. I think it was just so deep. Because of that, it took her a day and a half to try to get up and walk. Now, in the meantime, she put giant leaves on top of the seat to collect rainwater to drink and stay hydrated. That's pretty smart. Her only food was a bag of candy that she found in the wreckage. So when she finally had to strength to move, her only thought was looking for Maria, but she could only do so crawling on all fours. So when she yelled out, no one answered. She searched for a full day, finding no one, hearing nothing and returned to her cries. Trudging along, she came upon a little rivulet of water, and she remembered her father telling her that if you see water, to follow it. That's because small streams flow into larger ones, and then those flow into even bigger ones, which will eventually lead to help. In the end, it was good that she didn't find any survivors. If she had, Juliana said she would have just stayed with them, meaning certain death to her and whoever she would have found. Around the fourth day, she did find some bodies. There was a row of seats stuck into the ground. The impact must have been so hard that the seats were wedged about three feet into the ground. She assumed the three people had been killed upon impact. The only other time she'd ever seen a dead body had been at a funeral. It wasn't a huge surprise to her to find these bodies. She had heard the sounds of king vultures, which were the largest birds in South America. Juliana was familiar with king vultures from living at her parents' station. Anytime there was a dead animal nearby, these vultures would feast. The sound of their landings indicated to her that they were feasting on something big, most likely human bodies. She could see the people's feet sticking up, and assuming that one was a woman from the nail polish on her toes, the others that she judged to be men by their shoes. And this moment left her paralyzed. Her watch, which was given to her by her grandmother, had stopped by now, leaving her to rely on the sun to tell what time of day it was. Because she was so weak, she traveled through the water to get further along, kind of swimming and floating. Her main worry while she was traveling this way was stingrays, who nestled in the shallow waters. There were piranhas, but she knew that they were only an issue in standing water. By day she would swim, and at night she took shelter. And it was freezing, especially when it rained, leaving her shivering. But the sun wasn't any easier on her, 
At one point, she felt this very sharp pain on her back, and after touching the pain, her hand came away covered in blood. It was a severe sunburn, which she would later learn was the equivalent of second-degree burns. One day into her travels, Juliana could hear an engine from a plane high above, but because of the heavy foliage, Juliana knew that she couldn't be seen, and after a while, she no longer heard them, and the heart-sinking revelation occurred that they had stopped searching, and hopelessness overwhelmed her. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Juliana had sustained even more injuries than she first suspected. Now, man, if I get a paper cut, I'm put out for the day. This girl has a swollen eye, a concussion, a deep gash on her leg. There was also the broken collarbone in which she could feel the bones overlapping each other. Later, she would learn that she had a torn ACL, a fractured shin, and a strained vertebrae in her neck. Out of all of her wounds, she said the only one that made her nervous was this small wound on her arm where maggots had hatched and ate a hole into her arm. Because she had seen a similar wound on a dog before, she was afraid of possible amputation if she ever made it out of this predicament. She knew that she had to get the maggots out, so this is what she did, and if you're squeamish, I would go ahead and skip ahead. After trying unsuccessfully to squeeze this wound shut, she tried forcing a stick into the wound. The hole was so deep that it didn't work. Ten days after the crash, she found a boat with some diesel fuel, and she remembered with the dog that they had poured fuel into its wound. This seemed to get most of the maggots out. Oddly, I remember the story of Hugh Glass. This is the guy that they made the movie The Revenant, and it was based on him. He had horrible wounds, but he only survived by getting maggots into his wounds. I could be wrong about this, though. Anyway, at this point, you're probably like, wait a minute, she found a boat? Yes, after 10 days of pure struggle, she wandered upon a small motorboat. And at first she said she thought it was a hallucination, but when she touched it, it was real. And near this boat was a path that led into the forest, she crawled up the hill, which took hours because she, of course, was crawling, and she found a hut. Inside was the motor to the boat. So after pouring the fuel into her wound, she was in agonizing pain. 
Somehow she managed to get a little bit of sleep on the bark-covered floor. And at this point, she's so hungry that she dreams of food. And between moments of sleep, she saw these little frogs jumping around. She had fantasies catching and eating one that just flooded her every thought. Luckily for her, she didn't have the energy to try because these were poisonous dart frogs. Juliana decided to wait it out at the hut in the hopes that somebody would eventually show up there. Finally, after two days, she heard voices approach. Three men came out of the forest, and they were shocked to see her. Now to them, she was an absolutely terrifying sight with her bloodshot eyes. And because of that and her blonde hair, they thought that she was this water spirit called a Yamanga. After telling them in her best Spanish that she was a survivor of the Lanza plane crash, they took her to the nearest village the very next day. At a local hospital, her wounds were treated, and from there, she was taken to a missionary by a female pilot. Man, I can't even believe she had the courage to board any flight after her ordeal. At the missionary, she stayed until she was better, and there her father came to see her. As you can expect, that reunion was very emotional. He spent two weeks thinking he'd lost his whole family. Juliana recalls that there weren't too many words between them. And that was where she also learned that she was the only survivor of this whole crash. Due to so much going on after her discovery, she said she didn't mourn her mother until later. Newspapers and magazines were clamoring for her story. The interviews with them and the police just left her exhausted. She became something of an overnight celebrity due to this impossible survival. Juliana moved to Germany after she recovered. Life was just too much for her in Lima due to the press. In Germany, she lived with her grandmother and her aunt. And like her parents, she became a biologist specializing in bats. In fact, her thesis was on bats in Peru. She changed her name to Julian Diller and became a librarian at the Bavarian State College of Zoology in Munich, Germany. Juliana eventually put her story onto paper and into a memoir, and she discovered that when her father went to identify her mother's body after it was recovered from the crash, it wasn't in a very bad state of decomposition, like you would expect it to be. That led him to believe that she didn't initially perish in the crash, but had clung to life, you know, maybe with a broken back or pelvis for those two weeks. And that thought was unbearable for Juliana. Her husband, Eric, though, told her, you can't think about it, you cannot change it. Nowadays, in order to fly, she must have everything from sleeping pills to wine and a whiskey. And even then, it's hard for her, of course. She has way more courage than I would. That was the story of Juliana Kolpka, this is truly inspirational. My son and I were talking about courage of people the other day. We were watching the story on TV about a teenager who just lost her leg, and I think actually one or both of her hands, and this was after being bitten by a shark. And she was amazingly upbeat about life. My kid looked at me and said, Man, my day's ruined after a paper cut. So, you know, he's truly his mother's son. Because I'm the same way. Two weeks ago, I fell down on the concrete while walking the dog. And I came into the house absolutely sobbing. And for days, I would show my injuries to everybody. 
Now, mind you, I didn't have anything but scrapes and bruises. Basically, I'm just a big baby. We're also talking about the courage of Chadwick Boseman. After he died, the world found out that he'd been battling cancer. And all the while, he kept filming movies and visiting kids in the hospital. He's become an inspiration to many, including myself. So I wanted to read you a text that he sent to a good friend of his actor, Josh Gad, and this was shortly before he passed away. It goes, catch the rain. If you're in Los Angeles, you woke up this morning to the rare and peaceful sound of a steady precipitation. If you're like me, maybe you looked at the week's forecast and you found that it's supposed to rain for three days straight. Not without breaks of sunlight or reprieves of moist gloom, but yeah, it's going to be coming down like cats and dogs. Great. We're stuck inside these damn quarantines because of the COVID, and now we can't even get no sun in Cali? Come on now. But now that the rain has stopped and today's storm is cleared, I urge you to go outside and take a deep breath. Notice how fresh the air is right now. After our skies have had three-week break from the usual relentless barrage of fumes from bumper-to-bumper L.A. commuters, and now today's rain has given the City of Angels a long-overdue, much-needed shower. Inhale and exhale this moment, and thank God for the unique beauties and wonders of this day. We should take advantage of every moment we can to enjoy the simplicity of God's creation, whether it be the clear skies and sun or clouded over with gloom. And hey, if the air is clear right now and it does rain tomorrow, I might even put jars and bins out to catch the rain. Throw that in a water filter and I have water more alkaline than any bottle brand out there. When Chadwick Boseman wrote that, he had to have known that he was dying and he didn't feel sorry for himself. He soaked up every moment of life. So I think we can all learn a lot from his outlook and from those who rise above. It's so easy to succumb to sadness. I feel like I do this all the time. So I need to remember to put out the jars for the rain. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And if you like the podcast, join the Red Rum Blonde Facebook discussion group. I want to welcome the newest member, Chris. Thanks for posting, man. That's really cool wish more people would post on there. And now apparently there are reviews on Acast. So if you're a fan, you can leave one of those there or on iTunes. They're always right, nice to read. Or you can become a Patreon, of course. There's various levels, including early access to episodes. Or if you're feeling really generous and just want it to be a one-off, there's the Acast supporter page. I put everything back into the podcast in some way. Plus, you know, it makes me feel like a legit podcaster. If you want a good podcast that's relatively new, check out Ivy League Murders. It's a good one that I discovered. Lately, I've been catching up on criminology and Let's Not Meet. My kid loves Let's Not Meet. It's probably one of the few that we can listen to together. And we've been watching season two of The Boys, which is pretty good so far. I've been obsessed with Lovecraft Country, which is awesome. The book, of course, is even better. This has a really great cast. And, of course, you know I'm loving Journey Smollett's look in the show. If you have any podcast, book, or movie suggestions, just give me a shout-out on social media, or you can email me at redronblonde.com. I always love suggestions. 
or suggestions for a podcast episode too. Thanks so much for listening and catch you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.